0: Hello out there, world. This is Bo Svensson, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak.
1: Thank you for stopping by for another edition of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemerak. This is episode 325. And this week, Bo Svensson stops by here at On Screen and Beyond. Bo has been in the original Walking Tall Part 2 and Part 3. He was in the original Inglorious Bastards, and he also had a, a cameo in the uh, new Inglorious Bastards. He was in North Dallas 40. He was in Walking Tall, the TV show, and just on and on and on and all the things he did. We're going to be talking about all those things and... He's directing a movie, and it sounds like a great film, so get ready for that. Bull Svensson is going to be coming our way right here on On Screen and Beyond in just a few minutes. And it is time to look and see what's coming your way as far as releases in August in theaters and on DVD right here at On Screen and Beyond. So, what do you say? Let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness. What is coming your way in theaters in August right here on On Screen and Beyond. (laughs) Not a whole lot of remakes coming your way in August. It looks like Remake Madness is bringing us Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's going to hit theaters on August 8th. And that is it for Remake Madness in August in theaters. So let's get right into upcoming new movies next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies in theaters in August? Well, this is the first time in a long time that I have seen there be more upcoming new movies as opposed to remakes and sequels. So let's get it into it. Guardians of the Galaxy will swoop into theaters from Marvel on August 1st. And the story of James Brown hits theaters in Get On Up on August 1st also. Spielberg and Oprah combining forces and they will bring us The 100 Foot Journey... And that's going to have Helen Marin in it. And that's on August 8th. Also on August 8th, going to take us right into the eye of the storm with Into the Storm. You know, tornadoes and everything. So that'll be interesting. On August 13th, it looks like Jake Johnson and Damon Wayne Jr. will star in Let's Be Cops as two guys pretend to be cops. Comedy right there. August 15th, Jeff Bridges is the giver in a uh, you know a rather soulless community, and he holds the key. On August 22nd, When the Game Stands Still arrives, telling the story of DeSalle High School with their 151-game winning streak, based on a true story. August 22nd, If I Stay follows a girl who must decide to follow her dream or her love. And on August 27th, Pierce Brosnan is back in action as the November Man, as an ex-CIA agent is brought back to go up against his former student. That is it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels in theaters in August, right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. It looks like uh, in theaters in August, you can look for Stallone and the gang. They're going to be back with Expendables 3 on August 15th. And on August 22nd, Sin City, A Dame to Kill comes our way. That's it for sequels coming your way in August in theaters. Next on On Screen be Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD coming your way in August. On August 5th, Californication, final season, and Community Season 5. August 12th, Look for Bitten, season 1. The Blacklist, season 1. Gunsmoke, season 10, volume 1 and 2. And Power Rangers Mega Force, Volume 5. August 19th, it looks like Boardwalk Empire season 4. The Good Wife, season 5. Hey Arnold. The Complete Series. The Millers Season 1. The Mindy Project Season 2. Name of the Game Season 1. NCIS Los Angeles Season 5. NCIS Season 11. New Heart Season 4. Once Upon a Time Season 3. Parenthood Season 5. Parks and Recreations Season 6. And Three Company The Complete Series. August 26. Look for Criminal Minds Season 9. Elementary Season 2. And The Equalizer Season 2 will be coming your way. Haven Season 4, Heartland Season 4, Portlandia Season 4, Revenge Season 3, Sons of Anarchy Season 6, Twilight Zone The Complete Series, and The Virginian Season 9 along with The Walking Dead Season 4, and Welcome Back, Cotter, The Complete Series. That is it for TV on DVD coming your way in August. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we'll take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in August. (laughs) Movies on DVD coming your way in August, on August 5th. Divergent with Theo James will be coming your way. And God's Not Dead with Kevin Sorbo. And you can go back in our archives, in our reruns at onscreenandbeyond.com. And you can listen to Kevin Sorbo right here on On Beyond talking about that movie. So be sure to go and check that out. And Need for Speed with Aaron Paul and Oculus with Karen Gillan will be coming your way on August 5th. August 12th, Disney's Nature Bears with John C. Riley, Frankie and Alice with Holly Berry, A Haunted House with Marlon Wayans, and Locke with Tom Hardy, Muppets Most Wanted with Tina Fey, and The Railway Man with Colin Firth. August 19th, look for The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, Fading Gigolo with John Tuturo, and Only Lovers Left Alive with Tom Hiddleston, and... The Quiet Ones with Jared Harris. August 26th, Bell, with Tom Felton. And blended with Adam Sandler, Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return with Dan Aykroyd. And The Love Punch with Emma Watson. That is it for what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD and Blu-ray in August. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we sit down and talk with Bo Svensson himself. You now, he was on the Inglorious Bastards film, the original, and he had a cameo in the most recent one by Quentin Tarantino. And he was also in Walking Tall, part two and three. Great movies. Check those out. And North Dallas 40 and all sorts of other movies. So the great Waldo Pepper, check it out. You got to see him. And he was on the TV show Walking Tall and just so many other films. So, Bo Svenson, coming up right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actor and director who we remember for his roles on Here Come the Brides, Walking Tall Part 2, Kill Bill Volume 2, Breaking Point, and so many other roles. He now steps behind the camera to direct a new film called Don't Call Me Sir. It's Bo Svenson. Bo, welcome to On Screen and Beyond.
0: Well, thanks. thanks for having me. I couldn't help but I can't have smiled. Uh, and 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 I stifled a laugh when you said uh, to your audience, uh, or now I guess it's our audience, uh, uh, something about remembering uh, Bo from Here Come the Brides, yes. and then it struck me, my goodness, that was forty years ago. Wow! <laughs> and I remember more. you. I remember you from that show. <laughs> I wasn't it eighteen twelve? And radio had just been invented. <laughs> well, anyhow, yes, that's true. I, I have been doing this for a while. Yeah, um, I, I mean, you, you've had a, a, a great career uh, for, for many, you know, many years. I, am, uh, I don't know how great my career has been. I mean, I I know that it could have been, I could have been a, 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 a much more imp- Important person, shall we say, in 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 show business. If I had paid attention to the business of the business, but I I, I haven't done that. So, and sometimes I regret that I hadn't uh, because there were, still are, uh, job opportunities that uh, don't come my way uh, because I I've been a private person uh, mm-hmm. all these years. I I haven't had. Uh, PR people and, and what have you. But so uh, a few weeks ago, uh, because of a movie that I have written and uh, I, I'm the lead producer of and will direct, because of uh, that movie, it has become important uh, that I get to market or talk about uh, the lead in that movie, Kayla Harrison, so here we are
1: yeah i i, I didn't really I knew you were directing it, but I didn't know that you wrote it
0: yeah, I did oh really wow, And now, that came about well you know i'm a I'm a high ranking uh, black belt uh, in in judo and mm-hmm. and uh, I compete in judo, even though i'm seventy three uh, as recently as a couple of years ago, I competed in the world championship, and I did pretty well wow surprisingly um. Because I'm also a disabled veteran, you know, and and uh, and I've had all kinds of injuries over the years, and so anyhow, so um, about six, seven months ago, um, a fellow judoka, um, uh, a guy who like uh, me, uh, coaches judo at uh, Hollywood Judo, he he suggested, why don't I make a movie about Rusty Kogi, and I thought. Wow, Rusty cogie. Kind of and then I remembered a few things from my past, and I thought that's a great idea. So I sat down and I wrote the screenplay, and um, my neighbor, uh, who's a former uh, big shot in, in, in Hollywood, uh, read the screenplay, sent it to uh, Frank Yablons, who's a former president of Paramount Pictures, and I. Uh, and, I, and he produced a movie that uh, that I worked on uh, North Dallas 40 and so anyhow Frank <laughs> Reddit called me uh, that same evening and said that he he, he loved the, mo- uh, the screenplay and he wanted to be uh, part of uh, the making of it and I said okay great so, anyhow, so one thing led to another is over a period of six months of we are where we are we're going to be making a movie and um Right after I finished the screenplay, I contacted Kayla Harrison. Uh, uh, our 2012 Olympic gold medalist in judo. And I yes. spoke with her and and I asked her would she consider being in a movie and she said yes and so bingo there we were. We have Kayla Harrison portraying Rusty Kanokogi. And now people ask me, well can she act? <laughs> and I and I Cannot help but say, you know, she's a world champion, Judoka. She's an Olympic gold medalist. Of course she can act.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so, what made you decide to pick Kayla to be the, the star of the movie?
0: Well, you know, it's... This movie is about heart, soul, and authenticity, and it's about an underdog, and everything that has happened to this movie uh, from day one is because of that, because the movie has heart, Uh, it has soul, the story has, And, uh, uh, and it's about a woman who had heart, soul, and was certainly authentic to herself and her environment, and so is Kayla. Mm-hmm. So it's like one thing has led to another, but the glue in all of this is, that, is the, that heart, the soul, the authenticity, and that we are, in fact, all of us, including the central character in the movie, Underdogs. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. You know, because it, today, you, we, you look at the movies, man, they're $100, $100 million budgets, $200 million mm, dollar yeah. budgets, $300 million budgets. And here we are um, making a movie about a truly, truly worthwhile person, a, a lady who fought gender and uh, ethnic bias and conquered it um and we're doing it for a small budget and 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 we we love doing it because what we're doing is worthwhile it's about something yeah you know, just that yeah. worthwhile yeah
1: like you say 200 300 million dollar movies and everything everybody likes to go see them but they do lack the heart like you say if they don't have heart and there's so many good movies out there that really have a nice story and 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 to me, a lot of the sports stories like this uh, about a person, the underdog uh it's the ones that make you get up and cheer you know
0: yeah you're 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 so right and and uh, uh yeah. we we live in a world today that is filled with great stuff, much of that great stuff, however lacks heart mm hmm definitely uh you know some of these uh, uh, huge movies uh, uh, i admire how they manage to do all this stuff with computers and what have you and i'm not uh, detracting from their accomplishments right but uh, mo- many times the less is more and th- when Movies about people and how they feel, their obstacles, their accomplishments. For me, they have more of a lasting impact. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, yeah. And for example, and I, like I say, I'm not downing these movies, but you got S- Spider Man and, and Iron Man and Superman and all these things. But the story you're making is a real person.
0: Yes, and it and inspires you. And it, absolutely, and it's it's a person who lived. It's a person who achieved. Exactly. And um, and being portrayed by a person who achieved. Uh, uh, Kayla, you know, she's a Middletown, Ohio man. That's not a big place. It's not uh, uh, an economically advantaged place. Um, Uh, And so she came out of that environment. She was, she did not have a great time as a teenager because she was abused by her uh, judo coach. And she conquered that. Wow. And, uh, you know, she is America's first, America's only. Olympic champion in judo. Wow. That is a heck of an achievement because judo, unfortunately, has, in America, only 26,000 participants, which is the same amount of uh, judoka that Sweden has with its population of 10 million. Wow.
2: France
0: has 800,000 people doing judo. So Kayla Harrison, coming out of our very small judo program, manages to be Olympic champion. That is an it, it's an enormous achievement. Oh yeah! Wow! Huh. And in in Japan has over a million. Well, no, more millions. They got two, three. Oh, that's right. Japan has... Five million people doing judo, and judo is Japan's national sport.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: when you get a girl from America who beats all of them and is Olympic champion, that is magnificent. Hmm. And she is Olympic champion in the event created by the person she portrays in the movie
1: right yeah. yeah, boy it sounds like you could make a movie about Kayla too
0: <laughs> you know what yes yes um, uh, uh, Kayla is awesome as she's a magnificent what a fine 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 person she is and uh, yeah it, I'm I'm thrilled I, I feel truly honored to be part of this journey with this movie yeah.
1: now did you have a lot to do with uh, getting the cast together
0: well, I guess I am the one completely responsible oh. because I am the movie's lead producer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I I do this. Um, I'm on this movie 24-7, and uh, all the decisions, uh, I make them uh, because there's no one else to make them. We have uh, financial partners, and you know there are lawyers uh, uh, who I consult with, and what have you. And uh, I am not by any means uh, a one-man band, right? But I am the hub in this wheel of activity. But
1: one thing I notice, you know, I mean, you you wrote it, you directed it, you're producing it, uh, but I can in your voice I can detect a real emotional connection to this film, not just being the director and the writer, but, but you really feel this movie, I can
0: tell. I do. And, and because the, to be able to, to be enabled to make a movie about a person who achieves... Uh, 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 someone who can inspire others to reach in themselves for the best they have to offer uh that is it, it, it's not only a wonderful opportunity it there it, it it has with it a responsibility um to so that i must bring to uh, uh, uh the movie the best i have to offer because What we accomplish with this movie can affect the lives, no will affect the lives of millions of people around the world because they'll see Rusty Raina Glickman, a Jewish girl from Brooklyn who encountered tremendous obstacles and conquered, overcame those obstacles. And so... She is truly inspirational, Mm -hmm. and then to have that highly inspiring person be portrayed by yet another inspiring Mm -hmm. person—I mean, hey, man, it is magic. Yeah, jeez,
1: it sounds like it's one of those movies you're going to walk out of the theater and and just feel good about it. (laughs)
0: I yes absolutely absolutely and and uh, you know I have I have uh, because I have a family and uh, and uh, I, I had to make a living uh, one cannot make a living on uh, uh, by adhering strictly to your uh, dreams or ideals but reality rears its ugly head we have to work uh, to pay the rent, so to speak, you know. Mm-hmm. So I have been part of so many movies, man, uh, where I was I was not proud of that affiliation. I felt, as a matter of fact, I felt really badly that, wow, that I am part of that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and and here to be seventy three and and uh, to be part of something that is. That has something to offer, you know. That it's a gift. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Now it's this is a treasured. Yeah, gift.
0: Yeah. Now
1: this isn't your first time directing, correct?
0: No, I've I've directed. Uh, as a matter of fact, I I've directed uh, uh, a lot of uh, really fabulous uh, people. Uh, Mickey Rooney uh, being one. Ah,
1: he was a guest on our show a couple about a year or so, two years. Oh, ago. really?
0: Yeah. I loved little Mickey, and Mickey was a, a very stubborn guy, and <laughs> <Yes>. rightfully <laughs> so because he'd been screwed over yeah. um, quite a few times in his life, um, being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I. I directed Mickey, oh, well, it's probably, ooh, you know what, it's, oh, gee, how time flies, it was sixteen, seventeen, maybe even 18 years ago. Wow. And, uh, Mickey, uh, started to, uh, misbehave, he was talking, to people, hundreds of people had come from, uh, all around to, because they had heard that Mickey was gonna be there and, uh, uh, making a movie and they showed up and he was holding court with, uh, <laughs> those that had come to see him and, uh, so his uh, concentration was not on the scene. And oh, I had a geez. little talk with him. And, and there's a, a photo of him looking up at me. You know, Mickey was, what, 5'4", five, five, right. yeah. He was not very tall. I am 6'5", and then some.
2: Yeah. So
0: there's a picture of him standing <laughs> he was right up against me, uh, only a couple of inches between his chest and my, I guess it would be, Pelvic or my thighs, Mm -hmm. and he's looking straight up at me. So his uh, and it's a funny, funny picture. (laughs) And um, anyhow, so less than a year ago, uh, I uh, met with Mickey and we to talk about the past because I knew he was going through hard times, and and uh, so it was nice. I met with Mickey and we laughed, and and it was good, and I. I can't say that I was sad when I uh, when he passed away because mm-hmm. the best part of his life was over many years ago. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah, I directed Mickey, who Michael Madsen, Dennis Hopper. Uh, I directed Dennis Hopper in a thing, and I became good friends with Dennis. And I um, I was there when he received his star on. On, on Hollywood Boulevard, and yeah, so I over the years I've you you I've, directed uh,
1: an episode of uh,
0: Kung Fu, didn't you? With David, David Carradine. Yes. Oh, I really, really, really liked David. David was a uh, David had his own demons, um, but he was always a very decent man. Hmm. Um. It, he enjoyed his vodka uh, much of the time, and when uh, uh, when I uh, arrived in Toronto to direct uh, uh, Kung Fu, um, he sought me up and he, he came to the hotel and uh, he he said uh, he told me that uh, 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 how much he enjoyed me because he and I we we started we I first worked with him. On the original Kung Fu series, right? Yeah. Jeez. Oh wow! So we'd come a long way, and uh, anyhow so he he came and he told me that uh, I should shoot his uh, close-ups uh, uh, before ten in the morning, because he he after ten o'clock uh, he would be drunk. Oh wow! Jeez! So he he. But what a, what a decent thing for David to say yeah
1: to let you know so you could get your plans made yeah
0: absolutely so with that um, knowledge um, I then uh, structured the days so that David was uh, uh free to do what he needed to do to get through his days and uh, I was able I shot the show in six six days and uh, which is that was the schedule today Shows like that are shot in 10 days. Right, yeah.
1: Jeez. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyhow, yeah. Yeah, so and who else have I worked with? Mickey, Michael Madsen. Yeah, he Michael was a guest, is, too,
1: just a couple of weeks ago,
0: a couple of months ago
1: here on the show.
0: Oh, you had Michael. <laughs> yeah, Michael was on, too. Oh, God. Yeah. Michael, an amazingly intelligent man
2: mm-hmm, yes. and a
0: fine, fine, fine writer. Um, and, you know, and yeah, Michael, fabulous and a a wonderful actor. And he too has his demons, you know, many of us, many of us do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you
1: always wanted to be a a director and an actor when you were young? Is that what you wanted
0: to be? No, what, what would you know, you- I, I, I never really wanted to be anything. I, I love this journey called life, and and I have, uh, oftentimes, I've just done things because uh, I had the opportunity to, you know, mm-hmm. acting. Uh, I never sought to be an actor. Uh, I, uh, it was something that seemed. Uh, the thing to do at the time, and it allowed me uh, uh, to uh, uh, pay my way through university. I I really wanted to be a a, a professor. Uh, I I really wanted to teach uh, metaphysics, ah, and yeah. um, I was uh, uh, working on my dissertation uh, when I was hired to. Uh, uh, co-star with Robert Redford in the movie. I replaced Paul Newman, as a matter of fact. Paul Newman was set to do the part and until uh, Lou Wasserman had jokingly asked George Roy Hill, the director, if that was all George could do. Uh, Redford uh, Newman movies, because they he had done Butch Cassidy, Sundance, mm-hmm. and Sundance Kid, and The Sting with those two. Right, yeah so uh, george didn't have a sense of humor at that time and he decided to not so he asked uh... paul newman to stand aside and and uh... not do uh... the great walter pepper and i got the job and uh... so anyhow when i was when i had that job then i realized that oh my goodness i'm making more money in four months than i would in 2 years as a professor
2: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> so i thought maybe i should stick with this acting thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and i did yeah lucky and, for us uh, oh you're very kind, we got you're, to... very kind. Uh, you're very kind very kind anyhow uh, I, I now know that uh, you know i squandered uh, uh Many opportunities that came my way because I didn't care for the material. Uh-huh. Oftentimes, I was uh, uh, I, I took jobs because I was with that money I could send the kids to school and what mm-hmm. have you, you yeah. know. But when I look back, I there I, I, so many movies I or movies I did when. I I shouldn't have. I took them for all the wrong reasons. And having done that, it took me out of the A movies uh, because people making A movies, uh, they don't want to work with people who have largely done B movies, Uh, regardless, yeah, irrespective of the fact that, in my case, I was certainly capable... Uh, as an actor, and uh, could well uh, hold my own in A movies, but uh, it's kind of a, a guilt by association. Right. So when you've mm-hmm. done a bunch of B movies, the A people no longer want you, and that hurts me. That yeah. hurt. Uh, that they, they hurt my hurt, hurt my feelings, and it certainly arrested my uh, career, shall we say, as an actor. So, uh, which is why today I am so grateful uh, that I am a, a good writer uh, with which I am afforded the uh, opportunity to direct. So it's all good, man. And um, I I do wish that I had held out, however, years ago, not done uh, the movies, even though many of them were highly appreciated by the public. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah there's a lot of movies you did I mean looking back at your list there uh, you know of course Walking Tall everybody remembers you in that one I mean
0: Well yeah I I did two Walking Tall movies right? and I did and the, the TV television show. series Right and um um yeah and it's nice that uh, people appreciated what I did I I I, I can't i i must be remain honest and say that um they were not my favorites uh, mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's me i uh, other movies w- where i you know i did a, I did a three hour frankenstein really? um yeah, directed by uh, a very fine, fine uh, uh, director. Produced by Dan Curtis. Okay, yes. Um, Dark and, Shadows. Uh, <laughs> and and, and that, that's something that I'm really proud of. I'm also actually quite proud of uh, what I was... Uh, at North Dallas 40, mm-hmm. uh, a movie about, uh, about the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, yes, I remember that one. Yeah, so... And the great Waldo Pepper, yeah. So I I kind of wish... No, kind of, no. I wish that I had held out, not done many of the B-movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, what we're doing now, man, is now we're into a really good movie. Yeah, I
1: get... It. Now, is there any time period when that's going to be coming out that you know of yet?
0: No, we're, we're going to start... Uh, I have been hoping... Uh, that we can start shooting in two months, in which case the movie will be out a year from now. Mm-hmm. However, because Kayla is not a, a, a star star in, in movies,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, it we're getting the financing all together. We have much of the financing, but getting all of the financing together within the next couple of weeks might be difficult. If that is the case, we will uh, not begin filming until April. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I just today had some phone calls from Japan, and uh, uh, the Japanese uh, are now getting to, gearing up to... Uh, Uh, provide us with the uh, missing uh, uh, money. So it now increasingly increasingly again looks like we will start shooting here within the next two months.
1: Wow, that sounds great. Uh, Now I'm presuming this, and maybe I'm wrong if I am, let me know, but Kayla is going to be able to actually do the stunts that... uh, Oh, she's
0: going to do... Oh. There is a sequence here, it's called the uh, Rites of Passage sequence in the movie, Mm -hmm. in which, um, uh, historically, you see, in in the 50s, women were not allowed in judo. And and, uh, this takes place in New York, uh, in Brooklyn, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So Kayla, or Rusty, rather, the person that uh, Kayla portrays, um, cut her hair short... And, uh, uh, and pretended to be a boy so she could learn judo. Wow. And when the men in, uh, in that, uh, uh, judo dojo, when they discovered that she was a boy, a girl, they would not let her be there. And then she challenged them, um, to discourage her. And they, did they? They were v- very, very, very cruel with her. Uh, they threw her. They choked her. They pinned her. Uh, they armbarred her. Uh, I'm talking about the real Rusty. There were forty men in that dojo who fought Rusty when she didn't even know much about judo, hoping to discourage her so she would not come back. Wow. She came back. Huh. Or she she competed uh, in one evening against 40 men. (laughs) And at the end of the evening, it was then 2.30 in the morning, she was still standing. Wow! And when we do that scene in the movie, um, of course, Kayla will do that. She will. Yeah. Kayla will not be doubled for anything in the movie. Wow!
1: uh, This sounds like a really, really fascinating movie.
0: It is. It. uh, Thank you. Uh, Thank you for recognizing that. (laughs) But it truly is, and uh, it's and it's a joyous experience for all of us. Uh, to be part of this journey that uh, in which the glue, the glue to our experience is uh, the, the heart, the soul, the authenticity of the story. And we are also bonded by the fact that we are underdogs mm-hmm. in that our little movie will be competing against movies with a budget of several hundred million dollars. Right. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jeez. It's fun, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, 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 giving me this uh, uh, this experience of of being on your program. I, I appreciate that.
1: Well, and, Bo, could I finish up with two final questions, short yes, questions? Yes, sir. Uh, taking us away from your acting and your directing and the movie and all of that, when you sit down and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past?
0: You know... Gee, I don't. I don't watch television. What about movies? Oh, well, I I see National Geographic now and then, mm-hmm. and I I watch um, uh, what's his name uh, Bour- uh, Bourgogne, uh, the guy on CNN, uh, uh, the travel program. Oh, the food, the food guy. Yeah, yes. the food guy. Yeah. He is authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, There is an authenticity, there is an honesty there that I truly, truly embrace. I like National Geographic programs because they, too, um, uh, depict life as it is, as do programs like uh, the First 48, uh, COPS, Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, 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 many of the other programs leave me cold if not uh, most of them because uh, they're acted, the, the milieus are artificial um, I, I understand the reason why I mean you watch uh, Law and Order and or, or what have you and of course or uh, CSI and they solve programs and they have to they, you discover the dilemma the crime and it's solved in Forty uh, some odd minutes, right? <laughs> and it's unrealistic for me. And I, 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 I like that which is not artificial.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What about movies? What? What's your favorite movie of all time?
0: Oh my goodness! Um, well, you see, when I was when I was a little boy, my mother would take me to the movies, so I got to see the great movies. Uh, uh, uh of that time period mm-hmm. i would be six seven eight years old and that was then in you know i'm 73 that was in the 40s my mother would take me to the movies and uh, the people at the box office they said oh he can't come in this is uh, uh this is not for children and she would say he is my son i want him mm-hmm. to see this movie
2: yeah
0: because she had then already seen it so I uh, I got to see the great, great, great movies, the great movies that came out of Hollywood, out of England, out of Italy, France, out of Russia, out of Japan. I got to see the great, great, great movies, and they made indelible impressions on
2: me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then, so... Uh, and 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 as I grew up, as I matured, I was drawn to good movies. I was never enamored with the uh, the, the, the the shall we say the the, the superficial Hollywood movies. Mm-hmm. So today, um, I can uh, I can appreciate movies like American Hustle, mm-hmm. but. The movie, for me, was exactly what the title said. It's an American hustle. (laughs) Because what is the movie really about? Right. Do we leave the theater feeling better? Mm -hmm. Or have we learned something? No, we were entertained. Right, yeah. I am not much into being entertained in a movie theater mm-hmm. and and that's uh, uh... i'm i'm sure that is a huge personality flaw uh... that i have but that's how i am uh... you know and now and then i so i'm i'm thinking okay what movies did i vote on you know i'm a member of the academy right. so i vote for movies and i vote for performances and uh... i would say that virtually anything that i see judy Dench in or meryl streep yeah. in uh, uh, I will vote for. They, these are magnificent. Uh, uh, there's nothing artificial. Mm-hmm. You, you watch Meryl Streep in a movie or Den, uh, or Judi Dench in a movie. They are themselves within the given circumstances. So there is nothing. There's nothing really pretentious there. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't really answer your question. I'm I'm realizing that.
1: That's fine. That's uh, you know we get the idea of of what you what you like. That's that's the thing.
0: That's I fine. like authenticity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and uh, you see I had a mentor when I was at UCLA and Dr. Daniel Van Dragen and Dr. Van Dragen had PhDs in four different subjects. I learned from Dr. Van Dragen that art is a word derived from the first letters of the word artificial. Mm -hmm. And that the greater the art, the less noticeable the artificiality. Ah, So therefore, when I go to a movie and see something that is artificial, or I feel it to be artificial, it deprives me of the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am far too aware then of uh, that I'm being taken for a ride I'm right. being manipulated yeah you know
1: yeah well Bo I, I want to thank you so much and well, I wish you luck I
0: hope I didn't bore you oh no no you, no something out of <laughs> out of the time we spent together
1: yes I, I've enjoyed it very much and I wish you luck with the uh, don't call me sir I can't wait to see it and uh, thank you so much for taking the time well, to to talk thank you me. very
0: much for your time and I do wish you uh, have a wonderful life, my man.
1: And I want to thank both Svensson so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. It's uh, just so much fun to talk to him, hear what he's got doing on. And that's, that movie sounds like a really good movie. It's one of those feel-good movies that you're going to stand up and cheer at. and uh, It's going to be called Don't Call Me Sir... And like he said, it's going to be working in production very shortly and uh, this year and then probably be out next year. So keep an eye out for that one. So that is uh, another fascinating show, and I hope you enjoy those. And we've got so many others. If you haven't listened to all the episodes of On Screen and Beyond, go back to onscreenandbeyond.com and look at all the episodes we have. We have over 325 guests, and I mean fascinating guests and everybody from Edie McClure, and Bob Barker, and Gary Sinise, and Carl Reiner, and it just goes on and on. So check it out. I'm sure there's some people that you'll enjoy hearing and uh, some of those are probably your, your your idols that you grew up watching and, and seeing. And uh, also we've got new people there who are in new shows like uh, Steve Byrne from Sullivan and Son and all those other people. So uh, check them out at OnScreenAndBeyond.com. Go to our rerun section. You'll uh, see them all there. They're all there free for the picking and if you're on itunes go ahead and check them out there and you can also subscribe to on screen and beyond and it'll be automatically downloaded to you as soon as we release it so that's a little feature that's uh you know nice to have you don't have to keep searching for it or anything you just uh turn on your computer go to itunes and it's there all of a sudden so it'll, they'll ship it right down to you so let's see we have got uh another great guest coming your way next week and uh it's a, it's getting close to the end of the season here. We are, we we do 50 shows every year, then I take a couple weeks off and then we come back in the fall for the new season, just like uh, TV used to do or s- still does somewhat, but you know they go into <laughs> October, November before the new shows some new shows start. But back in the day, they used to have September week was phew, at the beginning of september is when you had the new show starting and that's what we do here at on screen and beyond we bring you the new episodes so we take two weeks off and uh that's coming up toward the end of august so i hope you're going to be keep listening and sort of catch up during that time because we got some great fascinating guests coming your way in the coming weeks and in the next season of on screen and beyond so i hope you'll join us for that if you're on iTunes, be sure to leave a message there, a little review about the show. It'll help other people hear about On Screen and Beyond. And uh, very few podcasts out there that are on iTunes have lasted as long as this one, you know. They're, you know, they'll do about 10, 12, 20. If they get, you know, up to 60, they're they're like, "Wow, look how many we've got." But here at On Screen and Beyond, we have given you over 325 episodes. So, uh, be sure to tell all your friends And they can go back and listen to every one of them and uh, leave a message, you know, to let more people hear about On Screen and Beyond. In the past weeks, or past months, rather, the last couple of months, actually, it has been just going, you know, full bore. We are getting more and more people, and we really appreciate it all over the world. Love hearing your emails. You can email email me at feedback at com. Love hearing from you. And let me know what country you're coming from, that you're listening to us and uh, suggestions you can do that at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com love getting your suggestions because it helps us because uh, you know (laughs) we've done so many episodes here that I uh, my mind is running out of people to look for you know and you may have a favorite person that you'd like us to do so send it to me and I'll see if I can make that connection and uh, that's it that is a wrap for this week until next week when we once again take you on screen and beyond I'm Brian Zimrak take care Thank you.